0: All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three.
1: Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we're about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world. The instigators making a dent. The people changing how we do sales and marketing. Leading innovation. The people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts.
0: Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. I can't get enough of authors that we're going to talk with today and the subject matter with which they're writing about. We all are striving for a more interesting life, a more productive life, a more satisfying life. And yet another author is joining us who's going to talk about how he's cracked the code on achieving these things. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Let's say hello to my guest. His name is Todd Putman. He's the author of a new book called Be More, Find Your Truth." tell your story, and get what you want out of life. Todd, welcome to the show.
1: Todd, thank you very much. It's, uh, I'm, glad, I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, I'm happy to have you. I appreciate you carving out some time to join me, Todd. I know you're a busy fellow. A lot's going on in your world, so grateful for the time. Uh, before we get into a conversation around this new book of yours called Be More, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background.
1: Well, I appreciate it. My background really has been most in what you would call brand management or marketing so trying to figure out how to get more people to buy uh, a certain product or service. And I've worked with companies such as Procter & Gamble, really grew up at Procter & Gamble, both here in the country as well as international, and then went to the Walt Disney Company, and then the Coca-Cola Company. spent some time actually with Pinkberry and Howard Schultz, and then right now I work for the Campbell Soup Company, a division of the Campbell Soup Company, specifically with Bolthouse Farms and and a... Salsa and hummus product called Garden Fresh Gourmet, uh, which is a recent acquisition we made just last summer. So you would characterize myself as probably a brand management and/or marketing expert. Got it. Yeah, pretty cool
0: uh, career there. I, it's been it was fun just to just to read your your darn resume. Uh, all the interesting things you've been a part of. So that's that's very very cool. All right, so Todd, how do I say this without? offending you out of the gate. I, I asked this question of all of my guests. So this is a very common thing that I do, and it's met, meant to be judgmental. It's meant to be an interesting way to kind of look under the hood of Todd Putman and how you think and all that. But it, I'm beginning to think the world consists of two types of people, those who write books about how to live a better life and those that are seeking a better life. Now, if I go to Amazon and I and I want to find a book that helps me get what I want out of life, there. are are probably tens of thousands of titles. So help me understand why Todd Putman had to write this book. What's different about Be More that makes this something worth our time and and help us? Because frankly, there's a lot of people out there that, that are looking for this kind of guidance and counsel.
1: You know, let me retort in a really aggressive way. Uh, it's because Be More and, and my book is not a bunch of crap. <laughs> what I'm fascinated by is you know, I, I've done that same exact search, and the number of, of uh, editorial or book or blogs out there on, on this type of topic and how it gives individuals direction is sometimes, no, lots of times so ethereal, so 80,000 foot so kind of out there and and it's not practical. I don't know what to do. I may feel a little bit better when I read the majority of, of the, that editorial or those books, but I don't know what to do. And so, especially with millennials who have been uh, really their entire life, they have been guided and some would say coddled around life. I talk to so many of them who want to live a more productive life, want to be happier. They're certainly into more mission-driven or purpose-built organizations and, and being more mission-centric, and yet, which is really an 80,000-foot concept, I don't know what to do tomorrow, and so what, what I did is, is to try to break that down into a practical guide. As a matter of fact, a lot of people have told me, wow, feels less like a book and more like a study guide or a guide, and that was the intent. You'll leave this book going, okay, yeah, I want to be happier, and yeah, I want to be more productive, but it gives you literally a step-by-step guide on what is, quite frankly, a complex or a comprehensive topic.
0: Well, it is a complex topic. It, it, when you say things like well, I want to be happier, I want to have a purpose-driven life, I want to I want to achieve more, I I worry that most people don't even really know what the hell that means. And Correct. and they can't define these things. Now, I'm one of those guys that many years ago was was looking for this kind of advice and counsel. I I don't feel like I'm on the right path. I'm not satisfied. I'm not fulfilled in the work that I'm doing. I'm not happy with my personal relationships, and so I'm seeking guidance and this was many years ago, and I had a lot less resources then than I do now, I I guess another way to ask the question is, and I agree with you, I think there's a lot of millennials that are struggling to find the right path, but I can assure you, As being someone older than the millennial generation, there's plenty of people in all demographics that are struggling, even those in the 50s and 60s who've had maybe even a quote, what society would say is a successful career, still don't find meaning and purpose and and fulfillment in their life. I I guess it comes down to this simple question that most people can't answer. The age-old question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Why is that so hard for people to to answer and have an understanding of what their purpose is, what their core being exists to achieve? Why why is that so hard?
1: I think it's I think it's two. I think the question, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" which we have been asked for you know since the you know we were very very young, and when you answered fireman or truck driver, and that seemed both simple, but then also people laughed, and then you begin through your whole life to begin to fill up that question with a with a vacuum or with um, uh, aspirations that were so huge and so you uh, over time you actually become scared of just answering that question in a way that it doesn't mean what i'm gonna do in twenty years Uh, today with with how fast things move i'm just asking the question what do you want to be in a couple of years we talk a lot about two to three to five years out not 10 or 20 years because for most people that's just beyond their comprehension. And we we break down that question in a way that allows you to you know take small bites and chew thoroughly. It's really not uh, people end up scared and petrified of that question. And we unpack that question in a way that makes it attainable. That's that's really point number 1. Point number 2 is that the reason why it's so hard is because it it, it just is. Knowing what it is you're about. What are your skills? What are your values and what are your passions? And putting that into a, a reasonable story that you can push out in resume, social media, or just tell people day in and day out—that's hard work, and that takes a fair amount of time. Oftentimes, it's work that people either don't want to do or can't do. In either case, what the book tries to do is to give you a pathway, a guide to, to work through um, that difficult, hard, introspective work. Well.
0: Todd, I'm, I'm the classic case of the guy who, for the first half of his life, was trying to meet societal expectations. All right, my all right. friends, my neighbors, my business colleagues, they expect me to get the fancy schmancy car, the big house with more bedrooms than I need, and all of that, 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 that. The greatest realization, I'm touching on something you just said, was was when I realized that, yeah, this is hard work. Figuring this thing out is not easy. If it w- if it was easy, well, then guys like Todd Putman wouldn't have to write books like this. It's not it's not easy. But I, when it clicked for me, when I my whole perspective and paradigm of life changes when I realized that the hard work of figuring this out is part of the joy of this thing and and, and it's that path, being on the path is as rewarding as as the destination of where that path leads and, and that's what changed everything for me when I when I finally recognized that and I I don't mind saying that. A lot of people I know haven't realized that yet. The other point that I want to say or comment on, ask you to comment on is, is yeah, I think it's really critical to think long-term, 20 years ahead. Most people aren't doing that, and that's why they suffer, and they never got on the right path in the first place. But to get there, it does require these small steps. I don't think most people are willing to take those small steps.
1: No doubt, you have to be though. It's a you know it's the idea of putting one one foot in front of the other and just walking through the next door for most for a lot of people and you know especially the book is written for millennials. But like you say, there's a lot of people that have aspired or, or have been have reacted to the book in a very positive way. Let me go back and answer your question that you threw out there. Chapter three is a tough chapter in the book. By that I say uh, this the, the chapter is called Nobody Cares. The idea that nobody cares as much as you should about your career and when you talk about societal issues or your friends, they actually don't care. And the realization that they don't care, that you have to do this work yourself, and that you shouldn't care what they think is a big deal. I've had more people read that chapter and go through a metamorphosis of tears and then enlightenment than you can possibly imagine but really nobody's going to pay your mortgage. I don't care who they are. Your mom, your spouse, your partner, whomever. It really is something that you have got to own. You've got to realize that it that you should care more than anybody else. That's a that's a big deal for a whole bunch of people. Number 2, the idea that you actually get some joy in the process is is also I completely agree with you. It's fascinating. And the momentum that you you get from taking the first step the resources that start to come to you because once you can define a little bit of what your skills, values and passions are people then will want to help if they don't know what you want to do people can not help resources don't come to you because there's no momentum you're literally sitting there in a, in a stasis position as long as you're moving and moving in a reasonably in a uh, right direction there are a lot of people that will want to help get you down that path.
0: No doubt about that. And life is very much a, a momentum sport. And you'll appreciate this story. You're probably even familiar with it. it is, uh, my favorite uh, artist is a guy named Humacloud, And he has a drawing that says, Welcome to Nobody Cares, Population <laughs> 6 Billion. What he's saying is no one on this earth gives a damn about what you're doing. They're focused on their own problems, their own needs, their That's own right. struggles. And that was in realizing that changes everything, right? It frees you from all the – that was my burden was I was trying to live a life that everyone else expected me to be living. And when I realized that that wasn't a life satisfying to me, I could just disconnect myself from that and, and not worry about it. So great stuff. All right. Todd Putman will return after this short break. We'll be right back.
1: This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Wella is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial
0: advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more
1: at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com.
0: All right, I am back with Todd Putman, the author of Be More, Find Your Truth, Tell Your Story, and Get What You Want Out of Life. All right, so Todd, top half of the show, you talked about this idea of following your passion. Now, we've been hearing that for a long, long time, and you know the old cliche, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, blah, 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 never, not as simple as it sounds. Walk us through why.
1: Well, I actually didn't say that, not to quarrel with you, Todd, but I didn't, I didn't say follow your passion, and I think that's a load of crap. There's a lot of people on various ends of the spectrum that will say, follow your passion. Steve Jobs, there are just as many people, Jeffrey Zuckerberg or, or even Bill Gates will say, only do what you're good at, I, your skills. And to me, and, the, and sort of the, the simple, simple brilliance of the book is that it's infinitely more complicated. So how do I break that down? You can't just follow your passion, and you can't just follow your skills, because you be, if you happen to be great at accounting but you hate it, that doesn't work either. And so what we've did is we've, we, we've articulated there are five skills that you have. And, and through your career, whether you're two years into your career or 20 years in your career, there are ways for you to figure out what those five skills are. Not ten skills, not seven skills, five skills. There are four values that you have, and these are bedrock kinds of things, geography, family, security, integrity, honesty. Those values are at the center point of skills and passion. And then there's obviously passion. If you can do five, four, one, skills, values, passion, and then summarize that in a storytelling, narrative-like way, which is what we teach uh, in the book to do, you've actually then have a handle that I would call is the comprehensive you. You can tell that story, again, through your resume, through social media, through interviews. When you look for jobs, you can actually archetype what's that job description look like, and what are my skills, values, and passions, and how does that match? Yeah. So it's, a, it's both, we talk about it as a very, very complex, comprehensive thing. It's not one or the other. But then we tried to break that comprehensive idea down to a very simple architecture.
0: Yeah and my my apologies I didn't mean to impugn that you had that you were suggesting follow your passion but when I think of I look at the tagline of the book part of it is tell your story and then I listen to a guy who is a brand management guru and and I mean there 's a lot of people out there, Todd, who are afraid to tell their story they don 't understand why I have to worry about my personal brand, but you just explained why I mean a lot of people struggle with that too, and they, and they say well i I, I just want to be, I just want to exist but but that 's fine. you will just be you will just exist if, if no the world around you doesn 't know what you're about, what, you're, what, what you are passionate about, what you care about, and where you're trying to go, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's even worse than that. I think then if you don't tell your story, somebody else will. Uh-huh, yeah. And they will, you know, if you're, not, if you're not positioning, then you are being positioned. And in uh, virtually any career, any type of job, uh, consistently telling your story, especially in, a, in what is effectively a storytelling world today, we tell stories Every single day. We tell it on Facebook. We tell it on Instagram. We, we tell it on, on Twitter. We tell it all ty- types of ways. And if you don't tell that story in a way that is different, better, and special, somebody else will. And I almost guarantee you that somebody else doesn't care nearly about, about your story as much as you should and do.
0: Well, that's the whole theme of this conversation. Nobody cares. And the reason is because nobody knows, right? I mean, so that's part of the, the, the goal here of, of telling your story is so that your immediate network, your friends, your colleagues, your family, they have some idea of what you're passionate about. And then that speaks to what you were saying earlier in that once they know that, well, then they can say, hey, wait a minute, Todd, you want to talk to this guy or you ought to read this book or you ought to do this, you ought to do that because it will help you achieve that destination,
1: right? Right. Yeah, what's fascinating about, and you know this as well as I do, as, soon as I say it, what's fascinating about advice from others is it's either A, told from what they think you should do or from their vantage point and their paradigm. Mm-hmm. In either case, advice that is not filtered through your, your lens, the path that you want to take and what your skills, values, and passions are, is almost worthless advice. It sits out there as a piece of input, But if you use it as the only piece of input not filtered, it actually is somebody else's view of what you should do or what they think because it's what they did. In either case, none of that's great advice. Advice has to be filtered through the lens of skills, values, and passions and kind of where you want to go. Otherwise, it's worthless.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Similar to our earlier conversation about people struggling to answer the question of what do you want to be when you grow up, most people just suck. At determining their goals in life i mean they just aren't good at it and they don't they'll they'll spend hours researching an engine size for a new car they're gonna buy but they don't put one second of thought into their life's aspirations and their goals and the path that they ought to be on any advice you could share to someone listening to help them better identify their true goals
1: well I think you know, we've kind of talked on it, it um, uh, I think society puts so much pressure on the stereotype of what your goals should be, whether it's your parents or whether it's your friends. There's so much fog and so much haze around what is a, a an appropriate goal for you today if you you know if you if you look go back and look at the some of the great entrepreneurs or business people or even just you know politicians or whatever. At the end of the day, they didn't really think about others. Steve Jobs didn't think about what others were going to put on him. He only thought about what his specific goal and what gave him personal energy. And Granted, that worked out for him, but I think so much of the time, people, A, they haven't done the work, again. They're listening to others without really going uh, deep inside their soul and understanding what it is that they want to do. And if you could figure out if I'm good at that and it's consistent with my values, it almost invariably, i mean, I've seen it now hundreds and hundreds of times, to the extent that there's an alignment between what I'm good at and what I'm passionate about and what I, what I have value for, that works more often than not. The rest of us kind of just float around that intersection. And the book is designed to try to get you faster, simpler, easier to that intersection.
0: Yeah, oh, boy. There's so many people that need that that forehead smack moment just to say, "Wake up." You, you, cuz you have the power to do this right now, right? I mean, this is not something that you need to hire a consultant for or or there's probably value in connecting to a mentor, sure, but but this is something that you have the power to do right now, right?
1: Yeah, it's only it's only you can do. Um even a mentor unless you take that mentor with a with a strategy or a plot, you know, let me, let me tell you an example. It's amazing the number of 20 to 25-year-old people that I work with, and they can actually, when we talk about a, a project or a piece of work to do, they literally can describe that project from end to end. I have to do A to be able to get to Z. And then you flip that conversation and say, what do you want to do in three years? Then they have no idea how to get from A to Z what the book simply tries to do is to give you a strategy or a rudder to be able to articulate what A to Z looks like. And it may change. It may change in three years. You may say, wow, I I did this job for three years. I did it well, but I really liked this component of the job. And it goes hard left perfectly fine. I'm not suggesting at all that when you articulate what your skills, values, and passions are or your goals that they can't change. You know, people like yourself and myself—they have had, you know, lots of right turns and left turns in your career. Those are perfectly natural and perfectly normal. But if it's—it's it's a difference between being proactive about that and being reactive to that. If people come at you with "here are opportunities," and that's not guided by a rudder or by an internal compass, it simply won't will not work.
0: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's really that simple. Now, so Todd, we agree that that the burden falls on you to 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 make this happen. But I, I do believe there is value in having mentors, and I think I do think there's a role in leaders in your life, whether they're, they are personal mentors or whether they're management at your organization. They have some ability, and I, maybe even some responsibility to inspire
1: teams to be more. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I totally agree. But look, put yourself and in, in, in the listeners to this uh, interview in the, in the same situation. If an individual comes to you with an absolutely blank slate, nothing, and says, can you help me, you don't know what to do. Whereas an individual comes with you with at least some fodder, some places to think about and, some, and, and, and ideas of what really makes them happy, your ability to help them, to take them from five to 10, 10 being happiness, one being unhappiness, is much greater than your ability to take them from one to two. And so all that I'm trying to articulate, certainly in this, is that you absolutely should have mentors. We talk a lot about talking to people that are going to be honest with you, that can really tell you the truth. But if you don't drive that initial conversation, to have a narrative or a story or, a, or, or fodder. As you well know, you've had that example. Um, person A comes to you with nothing, I can get you to, to number two. Person B comes to you with a level five, you can get them to a six or seven or eight. And, and, and the, the difference there is you the individual has to drive it. Mentors are highly important, but they can only do so much.
0: Yeah. Well, you
1: you approach
0: this from a very gloves off mentality, right? It, it, but honesty is critical here. You have to be honest with yourselves and most people aren't. And frankly, these leadership these leaders and these mentors as you just said, they have to be honest as well. I mean, honesty in looking at this thing legitimately, you can't blow smoke out of your own fanny here. I mean, this honesty is critical in laying a true path to where you want to go, right?
1: Oh, no doubt. I mean, the book is it it, it is we we characterize it as gloves off, it's hard, you know, I've said to a number of people and as I take them through the process, you, you're not good at what it is you want to do um, because, again, you're, you're trying to, a lot of times you're trying to either be your parents or to be somebody else and they're not, you're not yourself and you, put, you get yourself in, into jobs that you're not good at and you don't really like and that's a downward spiral. And so honesty, insight, really knowing who you are and having friends and mentors and people that you trust telling you, yeah, that's you, or no, that's not you, uh, highly critical to the process.
0: The, the process fails if there's anything less than honesty. I mean, it, 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 it's, no it, it's irrelevant. I mean, it's, well, it's, and it's why most people fail is because they're not getting an honest assessment either from, their, from themselves or from people who pretend to care about
1: them. Absolutely dead on true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, Todd, you and I could probably talk for another 17 hours on this theme and these ideas, and eh, we might just have to have you back and continue the conversation. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. Before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions and learn about all the amazing things you're doing? And most importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of Be More?
1: You can certainly try it on um, Amazon or anything, any any service like Amazon. It, th- that's where most of the sales are happening right this second. In January and February, it um, begins to enter into uh, bookstores and other outlets. Certainly, you can go to bmore the and order it from there, and also get a number of our blog posts. You can connect with me LinkedIn at Todd Gutman. You can certainly find me there, and, and uh, we we do publish a number of of uh, uh, weekly and monthly helpful hints on, on this topic
0: outstanding. Todd Putman, the author of Be More, Find Your Truth, Tell Your Story, and Get What You Want Out of Life. Todd, a real pleasure to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. All right. That wraps today's conversation. Again, on behalf of my guest, Todd Putman, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Intrepid Business.